supposed to get my uh, work computer today. I have to sign for it. Why well, you can't get a free computer? <laughs> Not really, because I have to computer. send it back when I quit. Free computer, huh? Yeah, free computer. <laughs> they're, they... they're, they're real threatening about it, too. They're like, hey, if you don't send this computer back, it's considered a felony, and we'll pull, report it to the police. And guess what they're going to do? Nothing. <laughs> we'll report it to the FBI. You, you rotten prison, huh? Well, let's get this show on the road. I got a toothache. I got a loop on the third movie to watch, and it's going to rain later, so we ain't got time to mess around. Oh man! Everyone knows if it rains, the internet goes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 1991. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's uh, any nude business? Um, I feel like I had something that was important, but I don't. I don't know. Do a lot I'm of nude. nude business in the shower. I'm mostly nude. Well, this nude is business. the old VHS cult. I'm Kyle John Wayne, the King of Movies. Heart Pilgrim. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sean Audrey Hepburn, Queen of Movies. The reason why I'm John Wayne today is because this movie stars the Japanese John Wayne. We've been seeing versions of John Wayne quite a lot recently. A lot of John Wayne's floating around. A lot of Marion's. What's his last name? Is it Wayne? (laughs) Uh, I believe it is actually Wayne, isn't it? Marion Wayne. He's Marion Wayne. (laughs) Marion, not a bad name. I don't know why he changed it. Uh, you know, you can't be an action star with a name like Marion. Yeah, it'd be Sylvester. That's the cat's name. <laughs> it gotta be Sly. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Willis, more like Boos. Boos. <laughs> well, Arnold. You could be lazy. Arnold's a dumb name, too. Arnold Schwarzenegger would be better if his name was like one of the scary German names like Till or Flocka. <laughs> <laughs> I was um watching something. Oh, I was watching a I ghost remember what video. it is. It was a thing though. I was watching a ghost hunting video with the highlight of it because I watched ghost videos and um there's German ghost hunters. And I was like, you know, German is like the it sounds like the nerdiest like Germanic language. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who speaks it just kind of seems like a nerd. Welcome to Leaving. Like, obviously, the stereotype is, oh, it's so aggressive. I don't hear that at all. I just (laughs) sound like a nerd. Oh, I mean, the conversely, like, almost every German I see these days looks like a big, big skinny nerd. (laughs) (laughs) No, not Till. When I think of a German man, I think of Till Lindemann from Rammstein, which is, he's, he's a jacked man. What a nerd. (laughs) We're not talking about Germany today. We're talking about Japan, which is much better. They make much better movies. They were once in alliance with Germany, though, in like a world war or something. They're called the powers that are bad. The powers of pain. They call themselves the powers that are good. Propaganda. In Japan, they had an emperor. I forgot what the emperor's name was, actually. Doesn't matter. They're not allowed to have an emperor anymore. (laughs) <laughs> the United <laughs> States came in and said, "Hey, can't do that shit anymore," <laughs> which is uh, a little bit crazy. Obviously, I'm not a fan of monarchy either, but it's also like, yay! I don't know if you should be able to tell other countries what to do. Yeah, well, you know, culturally, they, that's kind of strange. <laughs> they brought it on themselves. <laughs> sort <Did> of. They? <laughs> Everyone was kind of at war. You know what I mean? I'm not giving them a pass. They were pretty horrific too to the Chinese and the Koreans. Or basically anyone in the East that they could get their hands on. Philippines. 
not giving a pass or anything, but um, everyone was kind of being a dick in World War II to varying degrees. But, you know, they say history is written by the winners and so is your constitution. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, so is their constitution. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they just, you know, kill the democratically elected leader and install a new puppet leader, the Global South. Anyhow, this movie is not about any of that crazy political shit. This is about the simplest shit that matters in life. Make fun of Spike Lee. Carnal pleasure, or even sins, religions might refer to it. But if, if you have an open mindset and you really believe in the power of humanity and life, you would call it simple pleasures. That is eating food, having sex, having a good time. Hell yeah, thank you, Japan. <laughs> Those are all things Japan's known for. <laughs> yeah. Right? When I think of Japan, obviously the anime and blah, 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 but it's like, all right, so they're no, very... No, I think of somewhat, like a somewhat repressed culture. Yeah, but our, if you think of, as an outsider looking in the United States, I think a lot of people would see the United States as a very repressed culture. I look because the United States is a somewhat repressed culture, so that is yeah, that does seem accurate exactly. to me. What's yeah. your point? <laughs> well, just that... Um, we were founded mostly by Puritans, Kyle. You yeah, know, you what, remember those guys? One is depicted in our media and propaganda. Our media at large, mainstream media, may not reflect the actual general values or reality of the country. Fan does seem to be, as an outsider, somewhat sexually repressed. But then they have a very thriving uh, sexual industry in Japan. So does the United States. Yeah, so I don't know if it's that much different. Also... There's a lot of propaganda in the 80s and 90s in Japan about how depraved they were, which was just like, I was thinking about it as regards to like video games. Remember like the prevailing idea about Japan when we were growing up and stuff was like, oh man, they got the weirdest shit, right? But it's like, well, not really. Yeah. I mean, you also have to kind of, it's just like any other country, you have to kind of separate out like um, the city, Tokyo from, you know the rest of you know, like New York is not a representative of, of the United States culture at large either. No, but um, Houston is <laughs> <laughs> Houston represents nothing and no one. What they have DJ screw. <laughs> so I don't know. They, that's the pinnacle of American culture. I, so. I refuse to believe Houston wins. Good it. Comes, nothing good comes from Texas. Houston wins. What else is from Texas? That's pretty good. Um, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, let's see dj screw a lot of music related stuff i'm sure uh houston barbecue houston is known for i don't yeah but i don't think they didn't invent barbecue Uh, yeah but there won't be like uh, something they stole from like pacific islanders but supposedly it's good also i wonder if you can trace the origin of barbecue because it seems uh, like you, someone's probably tried. Yeah, there's a book about it. I bet there's been people smoking meat all over the world for a long time, you know? Oh, well, man, we're way off topic. We keep talking about all these other different types of food. And we're here countries. to talk about ramen. Here to talk ramen about Japan and ramen. And ramen. Uh, ramen very much is a cheap, convenient food. But because Japan is such an interesting place, as depicted in this film and in real life, there's a real sense of purpose and a thought and even spirituality into how you prepare ramen. And if you come to the United States, it's a really good hustle because you can sell cheap-ass ramen to Americans for a really elevated prices. Because <laughs> Americans think it's, like, you know, exotic. <laughs> Only in some places. Every place I ever bought ramen was, like, two bucks. 
Yeah, right. There's a place that used to be called Tampopo Ramen in Tempe that was expensive as shit, and all the kids at ASU used to go there and eat it. <laughs> this is what you do now is you ramen and boba, and you sell it to white kids. Fucking, I hate boba. Um, I like going to boba places and just getting the different kinds of teas. I don't particularly like boba itself, yeah. Tapioca balls. It's not bad. It's just like it interrupts me. i to pass around an egg, a raw egg yolk between myself and my lover. Hell yeah. Badass. Yeah, Boba's all right. It just like it interrupts me enjoying my tea. Rather just, you know, drink some tea. Drink some banana milk. Tampopo. It's 1985. Tampopo means dandelion in Japanese. A truck driver stops at a small family-run noodle shop and decides to help its fledgling business. The story is intertwined with various vignettes about the relationship of love and food. It's directed by Uzuo Utami. He's Son was a successful filmmaker. Made his name acting in television and films before making a late career shift into screenwriting and directing at age 50. Well, there's still time. No, you didn't do any of that stuff in the beginning. Or have a father who was a filmmaker. That's what I mean. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> that was the most important just, step, I would yeah, say. <laughs> my father is just a working class stiff. Got nerve damage in his hands from doing mechanical shit all his life. That sucks. It's and the that awaits us all. Yeah, no pension. Retirement sucked. <laughs> Poorer than ever. Thank you, America. Uh, but Yuzuo is an iconoclast who took the great Moliere's words to heart. Castigate Redendo Mores. Criticize customs through humor. In addition to Tom Popo, he's got basically... Uh, well, he's directed 11 mov- movies. All of them are pretty good to great. He's... One of the best directors of Japanese cinema from like the 80s to the 90s, which is like, I guess, the second renaissance of Japanese film. Obviously, the Akira Kurosawa way back in the day and for the length of his career was well respected in the West. But aside from that, Japan had um, international acclaim in like the 50s and 60s, and then it kind of fell off until the mid 80s. And Uzo is one of the guys that brought it back. Uh, in addition to Tom Popo, um, The Funeral's really good. A Taxi Woman's really good. Minbo's really good. Supermarket Woman's really good. Uh, Last Dance is pretty good. Like I said, he's got 11 movies. All of them are pretty good to great. There's like two of them I haven't seen. Like, I never saw the sequel to A Taxi Woman. But, you know, whatever. Fucking, I'll watch them eventually. Jeez, I got plenty of time. Do you? Yeah, I'm doing You gotta live every day like it's your last. I'm sitting over here rotten. I read that on a greeting card or a poster once. I read it on a sign at Target. It said, live, laugh, love. One time live, on, laugh, love like every day is your last. One time, the back of a dude's shirt said, uh, drink whiskey, eat pussy, hail Satan. And I was like, okay. Uh, one time, a guy the back of his shirt said, no fear. Um, this December 20th, 1997, the 60-year-old Itami was found seriously injured on the street below his office and later died in the hospital. Suicide note was left behind by Itami that expressed innocence to a tabloid's accusation of his infidelity with the younger woman. I don't know. What do you think? Suicide? Do you think he was... you think he did it? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a mystery? <laughs> well, I think all the, the only reporting on it ever was that tabloid accusation. And I don't think there's any follow-up on it after he killed himself. So well, it's like, I mean, yeah, the famously weird Japanese media. And, I don't know. Hard to tell. Yeah. I Probably. Mean, he, Seems yeah. like the most likely scenario, right? Well, that's the thing is it's a, it could be a two-sided coin, right? He was, like, so upset. 
and didn't see a way out of it that wasn't going to besmirch his career, so he killed himself. Or it's true, and he was like, can't face my wife, all this, you know, and then he killed himself. I mean, how much younger, though? I don't know. It's Japan. <laughs> the age of consent in Japan is like 14 or something, isn't it? Something oh, really bad. I, I want to say it's 16, but that's maybe giving them too much credit. I don't know. I could have sworn it was pretty low. Age of consent, Japan, Nippon. Oh, it's 13. Oh, God, really? There's no caveats there? Oh, okay. So in Japan, the age of consent is low at 13, although some municipalities such as Tokyo prohibit sexual activity under 18 years of old, 18 years old in most circumstances. So um, it might be a more rural thing. It's also, like one of there. the um, popular <laughs> questions for Google is where is the age of consent 12? So that's terrifying. Well, that's fun. Thing, things I'll never Google. Uh, Philippines and Angola. Well, Burkini Faso. Um, 13 in Niger and Japan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, well, now you don't need to Google it because, you know. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Just head on over. Well, good night, everybody. Fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Can't tell other countries how to run their shit, I guess, but it's also like. <laughs> I don't know. Um, our uh, hero of the story of like the main story. If anyone watched it, you'll know that there's one main narrative and then lots of little side vignettes, extended homage to Charlie Chaplin, all sorts of stuff's going on in this movie. He's just having a good time. But Goro, the Japanese Janeway, John Wayne, Janeway, <laughs> Jane played, played by Sutomu Yamazaki. Um, he was in High and Low with uh, Kurosawa as his big debut. Uh, also in Redbeard and Kagamusha, which are Kurosawa movies. And then for Juzuo Atami movies, he's in The Funeral and The Taxing Woman. And he's been in a bunch of uh, Takashi Miiki movies, which is my favorite Japanese director, including the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney movie. <laughs> <laughs> the most important one. Yeah. And oh, then, I got to make a side note about Takashi Miiki. Um, because he's obviously the reason I got into him is uh, as a man in high school. Is at that point he was known for making like violent, surreal, horrific, grotesque like genre movies and stuff. He's a real um infanterie, right? But um, he's like obviously, arguably gotten a bit softer and more mainstream over like the past decade or two. Um, he also was like well known for just pumping out movies like crazy. Like there's some years where he literally released directed like four or five movies in a year. Currently, he's the general director on a live action magical girl J Idol series aimed at girls age two to six. This is also the guy that directed like Visitor Q and Audition and <laughs> it's fucking awesome, awesome shit, man. He can he like. In the early 2000s, he, like, switched over to doing, like, violent samurai movies. And then after that, he sort of, like, was, he was doing his own little side, like, more violent side projects and shit. But he was also doing, like, live-action anime adaptations or Ace Attorney. And then fucking, he's, man, he just does whatever he wants. <laughs> That's great. What a career. Well, I mean, I, it's the career everyone would like to have. Mm -hmm. To make money doing whatever they want. <laughs> Hell Yeah. And he just pumps shit out. I'm not lying. Go look at his filmography. There's years where he does like three, four, five movies in a year. All of them great. 
he hasn't made a single bad movie. Neither has uh, Shion Solo, <laughs> who also does the same thing. Uh, as far as Tom Popo, though, we also got uh, Nobuko Miyamoto, which is Tom Popo. She plays Tom Popo. And this is uh, Juzo Itami's wife. And she starred in most of his movies. This is who he allegedly had an affair on. She did on. Oh, and it's a, it's a real, like, uh, Paul Anderson situation. Mila Yovanovich. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah, except for um, this pair. Made <laughs> <movies. talent> <laughs> yeah, this pair uh, <laughs> made a lot of good movies. What are, you, what are you talking about? There's the Fifth Element. They got that. They got that one. <laughs> Go for Paul W.S. Anderson didn't direct Fifth Element. Yeah, but she was in it. <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> you got me there she's also in um what's that richard link letter dazed and confused uh most importantly though for the american audience is uh ken watson obviously in this movie so <laughs> there you go americans know who he is he's young as shit he plays gu- uh, gun which is goro's uh, sidekick in the um semi truck <laughs> he's he's last samurai yeah you know it is he's um ken watson obviously ken He's a tall Japanese man that speaks English pretty well, so he's in a lot of American shit. Um, he does have a long and storied career in Japanese film, but then like I've none of like the Japanese movies that I like ever have a Ken Watanabe in it, except for Tom Popo, obviously. So I'm, I'm, he's probably making like romantic comedies or something. <laughs> Oh, I watched the um, <laughs> I watched a musical romantic comedy, Japanese romantic comedy the other day. It's like it's called like hard. It's hard to love an otake, and um, this has nothing. No, but uh, like every there'd be like musical numbers like every ten to fifteen minutes. But for some reason, like I kept forgetting it was a musical while I was watching <laughs> the movie. So like every so time they like, musical, you'd be like, oh yeah. god, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've seen at least one Japanese movie with Ken Watanabe in it, but for the life of me, I cannot remember what it is. I'm sure I have too. Let's take a look at Watanabe Ken. Watanabe. Oh, Batman Begins. That was it. Yeah, that had ninjas in it. That was Japanese, right? Memoirs of a Geisha. You had to know that was it because it, it Geisha's in the title. I used to be hell into that movie, and by which I mean um, I really liked Zong Z for a long time. Um, hmm, Tampopo, yeah, okay, seen him in that. He got popular on a TV show in Japan. Oh, Eric Bana. Um, welcome back, Mr. McDonald. I don't know what that is, but no, it's got our that's name not, in that's... it. It's got our name in it. Oh, did you uh, read that news article about the uh, the hotel with the uh, the secret list of blacklisted names, and there's just a bunch of Irish names? Oh, really? It was in Europe, obviously, because it was, it was. I assume it's travelers, but travelers or it's organized crime. Uh, you know, sometimes it's the same. That's true. Um, so, welcome back, Mr. McDonald. Is a Japanese movie. Is it about Ronald McDonald? I don't know why it's called Mr. McDonald. Someday I'll check it out. <laughs> it's about our dad. That's like the, yeah, it'd be exactly like the episode of uh, Simpsons where they find out <laughs> how <there's> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sparkle. Sparkle. And somehow our dad is uh, uh, some uh, he's like a mascot of some city in Japan. <laughs> and they made a whole movie out of him. And it's yeah. also just really some big coincidence because you know life is funny that way. Yeah, doppelgangers or whatever. Yeah, no, I don't really recognize any of this shit. Uh, but rest assured, Ken Watanabe is the last samurai, not Tom Cruise. 
Do you see that deep fake of Tom Cruise that everyone got? Yeah, it looked pretty good. Did you see my tweet about it? No, uh, it was like Tom Cruise or Adam Scott. No, Man, there are people really going ahead with the deep fake thing, huh? Which has like absolutely no positive benefits I can think of. Only negative. No, no, not effects. really at all. No. Um, Luckily, it's just going to cause more problems. They're just going to do it, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> yep. It's like, so like. No, when, no, Kyle, you don't understand. You can have Princess Leia in a movie again. Like, I remember in the 90s where it's like all the moral outrage about stem cells. And it's like, well, no, that seems fine, right? But, like, it is getting to the point where, like, shit, we're just willfully. Yeah, this one seems weird because you're going to sci- uh, people sci-fi just, you dystopia. Just <laughs> like we're just doing it just because we can. Uh, yes. It's uh, <laughs> perfect Jurassic Park logic. You got it. Yeah. I, I, it, this one is, like, the absolute so far. Like, I think it's, like, the apex example I can think of. Where yeah, so far. Absolutely no, no value to it. But we're just going to do it anyways. It's going to cause nothing but problems, but let's do it. Yeah, I guess there was a deeper message to Jurassic Park, huh? But if they could bring back dinosaurs, <laughs> I, think, I think they should probably do that one, right? I mean, look, beneficial 100% to be able to bring Jurassic Park. If it's Jurassic Park, it's a real thing. I want to go to Jurassic Park. Also, it, it seems beneficial to be able to save animals from the brink of extinction and stuff. Well, they, could, they can do that now. Yeah, so like... Well, I guess maybe... Our dinosaurs they, they, aren't some, meant to They just be cloned right an now. extinct uh, animal. I read an article about it. Fuck, I'd have to go back and find it. Yeah, but then God's plan or whatever, God's will. It was God's will for the Tasmanian tiger to die off, but apparently, maybe not. Because he's still out there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's been seems, yeah, it seems like maybe he's out there. And that means a new Looney Tunes character. <laughs> <laughs> but the tiger version. Uh, uh-huh. There was a roadshow release of Tampopo uh, by Toho, the wonderful movie studio Toho, on November 23rd, 1985. And then it didn't get released in the United States until 1987 by New Yorker Films. It's now in the Criterion Collection, though, which is the version I watched. I'm sure it's most Me people too. watch because it's, you know, it's fucking, it's a good movie. People are like, yeah, this is a good movie, man. Let's put that shit in the Criterion Collection. Is it as good as every Akira Kurosawa movie or Tokyo Story? No. Is it Juzuo Itami's best movie? Also, probably no. But I like <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot because I like food and sex and it's got funny jokes and like Japanese John Wayne. And I saw this movie and I was like 12 on um, TV. And I was like, oh, boobs. <laughs> Probably <didn't lose. laughs> no because i saw it on like cinemax or one of the oh. premium cable channels so there's really not boobs. that many boobs in it no it's just a yakuza it's man's a girlfriend shot. yeah but it's like really um tastefully erotic i guess you know what i mean there's something about it where like it, in my mind when i, I would consider child, it comically like, erotic that too but i was like wow this is like yeah sex i'm into it <laughs> that's what i said at 12 i was like yeah i'm into it um, i just like to think he was making fun of spike lee years before <laughs> the wayne brothers got to it um no i think he's he's there's a strong sense of uh sexuality and food and love and stuff all tied together in the movie it's like almost like um like uh he's beating you over the head with what the point of the film is especially <laughs> and the, it's that those scenes and at the end when the baby's breastfeeding over the <laughs> yeah that definitely was like oh, like hey 
You get it? It's already had on this hat, but hey, let's put a beanie on it. (laughs) You get it, huh? You get it? (laughs) You nourish your soul and spirit with love and food. And the first form of love and food you have is from your mother. And it's all comes in together. And oh, God, unity, Buddhism, Shinto, all good feelings. Japan, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to live in Japan. Same reason as Korea, where they're very... uh, consumer culture uh late capitalism like the united states sort of thing so it would just be like oh now i'm living in the same environment but i don't speak the language but if like the the philosophy philosophical nature of japan that's expressed by kaya miyazaki and akira kurosawa and all these filmmakers that i like was the general um philosophy of everyone in japan seems like it'd be a pretty tight place to live (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if if these filmmakers perfect version of japan was the way japan existed all the time i would live there well, no just the values that are espoused and then like even it's the same thing with america like the values that are espoused in america if they were taken at face value and were honest a lot of them would be very right. positive right but like that's not the reality of it I, that's the same thing with japan probably most countries right yeah, I mean, uh, the, everybody, uh, everybody's realities aren't necessarily or uh, values and um, aren't necessarily in line with reality. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it's a lot of it's propaganda. Fuck this propaganda. Fuck the news. Literally. That's right. I'm coming for you, um, the other Cuomo. Well, fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> Mario. It's Mario, right? Super Mario, Mario Cuomo. Wait, that's the one that's on TV, isn't it? I don't know. Mar- I don't remember. Is Mario no, Mario's the, the governor, right? Shit. I can't remember which Cuomo is which. Yeah. Who oh, gives a fuck? fuck the Cuomo. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to fuck him. I'm going to fuck him. No, no, no. I was, uh, that was a figure of fuck that time. Oh. oh. You don't have any Cuomo sexual merchandise? No. Man, what a, I love like the, the fucking pop-up shop grift. <laughs> I love it. I know. <laughs> I got to start one. Yeah, the merchandising around politics is fucking great now. I wish I would have gotten on board like the uh, Donald Trump stuff at the beginning, right? Oh, you could have made a uh, killing off that. Yeah. I would feel real bad about it, real bad about it but you could have done it. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's capitalism, baby. That's what the <laughs> entire soul of the nation is encouraging me to do. I would have sold so many, so many blacks for Trump shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Donald Trump hugging Tupac. That would have been a shirt. Um, Donald Trump riding in like a lowrider with uh, Snoop Dogg. I made that shirt. Airbrush oh, and in the, the moon and their son, like Martin Luther King, is smiling down at them too. Mm-hmm. Fucking airbrush designs too. Old school nineties shit. Oh, gangster, gangster. I wish airbrushing shirts would come back because I want a bunch of airbrush shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they had one in the in Arizona Mills Mall for a really long time, like way past like, the way time longer than cool. too. Yeah, I got <laughs> one for uh, my wife for Valentine's Day one year. <laughs> yeah, I wanted a fucking crazy ass airbrush shirt. Oh well, it's too easy to do screen printing now. Here's the reality of Tampopo. The movie opens up, and you learn that there's nothing cooler than being Yakuza because he's like, "Shut the fuck up, or I'll kill you." No one can do anything. Uh, I think the movie ends and you learn, like, oh, there is actually something cooler than being accused of. No, because he's, remember the beginning, uh, he talks about how basically he'll have his own short film when he dies, and then don't interrupt me, and then he achieves his dream at the end, because <laughs> he dies and gets to see a short film. 
and he had the love of a beautiful woman who enjoyed um food sex acts i forget what the uh term is for i mean he lived so fast and died so young though you can never tell because he's a Japanese man. He could have been 80 years old. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. He was somewhere <laughs> between 20 to 43. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if you're a um, a man and you make it to, like, your late 30s while still being in pretty good shape, you know, you haven't just totally given up and, like, fallen off. I feel like for some reason, like, the late 30s to, I don't know, 50 or so, that's, like, the prime handsome distinguished man period right yeah i I think that has a lot to do with media to a certain extent too Mm -hmm. but um you're absolutely correct you're entering like your uh your foxy stage that's when everybody started falling with george clooney before like age 35 no one really gave a shit i did because um from dust till dawn was a cool movie that i wanted to see took me i think he was he was already 35 by the time dust till dawn came out yeah because he was old by the time he's on er huh yeah there's still hope can still I'm, you or me me i'm gearing up for my second act i'm gonna oh. fucking uh alan rickman it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm an actor till i'm 40 i'm gonna change the game i'll be snape too <laughs> literally snape number two. <laughs> yeah yeah because be they're gonna remake that shit for sure they are you didn't hear this they're making an animated version for hbo max from what i remember reading oh hell yeah let's give that woman more money uh, after the Yakuza man tells you um, how to watch a movie, he gives you the terms and conditions of watching a movie publicly, which we'll all have forgotten now that we're just sad, goddamn savages. Uh, we get to meet Japanese John Wayne. I don't want to be. I don't want to be lectured about my chips and popcorn choices by a man eating a full meal in the the front row. Right? That's so badass. You could, I, must, will fi- I will must, fight him. I will fight him. It must rule to be Yakuza. Like everything I've seen in Japanese media, it seems like it just fucking rules to be Yakuza. Unless it's a movie about how bad the Yakuza are, then it seems like it, it would rule to be Yakuza, <laughs> but you gotta hurt other people a lot. <laughs> Which makes it not good. Especially because they're apparently responsible for all the sex trade in Japan. That's a terrible crime. Drug <laughs> well, trade. I mean, hey, let me I, tell you about the sex trade in America real quick, Kyle. Yeah, but I I mean, see, here's like drug trade. No problem. I'm fine with that. Murdering people of rival gangs and stuff. Part of the agreement. Sex trade and hurting women and children and stuff. No, that's, that's it. That's <laughs> end of crime. There. You're not allowed to do it. <laughs> You've got across the crime line. Mm-hmm. No dogs, no kids, no women. Those are the rules. <laughs> also, I mean, <laughs> and like the version of like crime that I like is it's all just like the male posturing uh, shit anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one really gets hurt. It's just yeah. someone might get stabbed. Yeah. I, but I not, like, like a, not a serious stabbing. Everything it's like ends, the outsiders. Yeah, everything is in a street fight. That's, <laughs> that's my type of that's my type of gang life. And again, you yell at the guy that that used a pipe because you agreed, no weapons. Yeah, that's pipe's a serious weapon too. Speaking of gangs though, right after they decide to stop stop at the ramen shop, we get introduced to the short shorts gang. Who will make it? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about these gang are real tough. Look at their short shorts. <laughs> yeah, so Tom Popo has a son named Tabo, and he's constantly bullied by the short shorts gang. I can't remember all three of their names, but it's the three Japanese boys in very short shorts because it's the 80s. You know what I mean? Like Japan, United States, if, if you're looking at 11 year old boys, they're wearing short shorts. <laughs> 
and then some of them are again. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I feel like no one in America ever got bullied by by anybody with a, those short of shorts. Um, I believe we watched Sleepaway Camp, so you're wrong. Touche. Yeah. Um, he does eventually uh, stand up to the gang and becomes the leader of the gang. You notice at the end of the movie, he's the leader of the pack now? Yeah, and they start, they probably hassle some other kid that was like a <laughs> Roman shop. That's hell yeah. <laughs> well, do you think they were hassling, hassling him because the Roman shop was so bad? I mean, no, but in my mind, that seems like the most. <laughs> Your mom's Roman sucks. Yeah, she's gonna boil the damn water. Well, they present um like cooking ramen as that serious in Japan, right? Where like mm-hmm. there's like, I mean, they open of- up. Well, besides the yakuza part, they basically open up with the guy reading a book about how great ramen is and the ramen master. Mm-hmm. And then there's like uh, extreme rivalry between the the ramen shops, and they have to do like undercover work to figure out recipes and shit. Shit is dope. This is like fucking Anthony Bourdain made this movie like the mind of anthony bourdain manifested this movie or something you know what i mean i just love the short shorts game <laughs> uh then we're introduced to the uh i didn't write down what his name is but the contractor man who ends up helping him in the end but he's a he comes he starts off as a piskin 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 snake yeah. piskin <laughs> he's real alpha male man who's drunk as shit yelling at Tom popo like you dumb broad you suck that's why you need to marry me you bitch if you don't marry me you're a piece of shit <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> real charming I some local local crime tough at the beginning of the movie because he's like as soon as you, your son you marry me your son's problems will go away i'm like is he sicking the, the short short gang on the that poor kid well he also has a gang of boys with him that night when he fights japanese john wayne right right and it's like those guys look like they look like not like yakuza because yakuza like dress even like the young boys dress kind of like more formal than that those guys look like 60s gangsters <laughs> but um yeah, so it does come across like he's going to be like a local crime figure or something. But no, it turns out he's just a contractor and those are his employees or something. <laughs> My crew gets a little rowdy. Suckers. <laughs> yeah, also later he's like, yeah, I was too drunk to stop my boys, but let's have a real like a fair fight. And then it's one of the funniest scenes in the movie where they're just beating each other up in broad daylight. Fucking, and that's that's it, man. That's that's real simple pleasure shit. And then they're friends afterwards. Sometimes you just gotta squash the beef, you know. The only way I squash the beef is six feet under. Holy shit, that's like Satanists. If it's like if anyone visits Turmoil, I was trying to be like, you, like, a, like an Undertaker thing. Oh, Mark Calloway, me and Mark Calloway, Big Ginger himself. No, no, no. <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> um, Goro. Holds his own in the fight. It happens off screen for comedy's sake. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of guys getting thrown around and stuff. It's it's cute. You get to see Tom Popo like looking out of her front um front door. I don't know what it's called. You know, they have the sliding doors in Japan. They're pretty cool. Japanese architecture is pretty cool. So I don't know the names. Screen door. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. So yeah, the scene looks cool, but Goro did lose because it was like six dudes right mm-hmm. so she nurses him back to health um there's a real like nestle in my boobies scene it's real cute <laughs> you know that song by the coat hangers yeah nestle in my boobies bite them pinch them give that nip a tug nestle in my boobies don't if anyone doesn't know coat hangers were pretty pretty tight like riot girl 
punk band from like 2010 to 2015 they might still be around to be honest they had a really tall drummer who had a really um like sexy raspy voice she would drum and sing very talented i feel like that's like the hardest shit in the world to do oh i love phil collins no the only people ever do it were her and the guy from death from above 1979 phil collins didn't do shit he's lion king man or whatever oh no tarzan uh elton john did lion king uh care you free oh yeah you're right uh, and he also did uh the candle in the wind the candle in the wind I, everyone loved princess diana so much i don't really know yeah, <laughs> people are infatuated with royalty for some fucking reason and yeah. she seemed kind of normal and so like oh god she's like a person i guess she looked like a parasite to me <laughs> Um, she offers, so she makes uh, breakfast for Gun and Goro, and uh, her breakfast is good. But well, um, pickers are good. Well, she reveals that, or the Goro reveals that he's like, ah, your ramen is not that great. She requests Goro to help make the best ramen ever, and she offers. Free How does pickles. she know that he's a good ramen cook? To be honest, though, he you can just tell he's got the air of a man that knows he knows, he knows secret, his ramen. And his secret wisdom. He's like a shaman just blowing the town, you know. It's got that real, that real sort of Charles Manson vibe. <laughs> he knows he's got the secret knowledge. Uh, but I was thinking, because she's like, I'll, I get pickles anytime. And I was like, shit, man, fucking, I'll work for free for pickles. It's crazy, like, how many pickles I eat. Can you guess how many pickles I eat every day? Four. Fucking more than that. I mean, pickles by the jar, drinking the juice, saving the juice for later, drinking it in the morning. Fucking love pickles. <laughs> my my like kidneys that. are raisins. Now nah, it's uh, good for your um, stomach or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I think you can drink too much of it because it essentially is just salt water. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's fucking delicious, man. <laughs> pickles rule. Just be eating them all day. They have like <laughs> barely any calories. Just be eating pickles all day. All mostly salt. All the brines. Fucking Brian rules. I'll eat anything pickled. You got pickled eggs? Let me get that. Pickled pig's feet? No problem. What else can you pickle? You can pickle anything. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm gonna get into, I was going to get into pickling. And you can, see, you can pickle like some onions and like cherry tomatoes. And let's call this some garlic all in one thing. Yeah. Delicious. What she's offering them, I believe, is um, pickled onion or pickled radish, which is like the, those are like the most popular pickled yeah, things in radish. Japan. So that's Kimchi fucking is technically tight. a, well, it's more like a fermented dish, but. Well, yeah, kimchi is uh, the like fresh radish, and you rub fermented shit on it, like uh, gochujang and stuff. But uh, well, no, there's different kinds of kimchi that it's not always radish. It's commonly well, it's not radish. always. It's mostly well, most people think of it as, as cabbage. Oh, cabbage. That's fine. Yeah, but they, yeah. like the summer ones are radish. Um, yeah, you can do a bunch of stuff. Can be kimchi. kimchi they have like onion, bean sprout kimchi. That's Korean, though. We're getting our our <laughs> regions mixed up. Yeah, but like, um, they're like culturally related. Um, sometimes with force. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> getting straight back in the World War II territory. Huh? Also, Japan hates this fact, but um, the Japanese uh, writing system and language has very strong resemblance to a Korean dialect, an old, old, old Korean dialect called Goro, which leads a lot of scholars to think that probably rightly um the people that now inhabit japan aren't the indigenous people and are most likely from the korean peninsula 
Um, Japan hates that because they uh, hate Korea. <laughs> well, they just think they're better than everybody else yeah. in Asia. Yeah, so they don't want to admit to that. There's also is indigenous people on in Japan you don't hear about very often called the Ainu. Yeah. G- guess why you don't hear about them very much? Because there's not very many of them left and they're uh, oppressed by the ma- majority culture like most colonized places or most, um, I guess, yeah, it's colonized, right? Theoretically. Yeah, that's just so far in the past. That yeah. It's not, you can't really. Yeah, but you get the idea. It's what happens when stronger groups move into other people's territory. I don't know. It's interesting to read about. Check it out. Obviously, I don't know enough personally to say one or the other or it's definitive or anything i just know that there's a scholarly discussion about it and it's interesting to read about so check it out if you feel like it basically i just wanted to get all that uh you know plot element out of the way so we could get back to my favorite vignette in the movie which is the accused man and his girlfriend again she does the old tequila nipple the old creamy nipple <laughs> the old dribbly mouth the old crawfish <laughs> on the womb I, yeah, I fucking died when when he sprayed the, like the entire lemon on her head. <laughs> yeah, it seems like so fun. I like that um, the purity of their relationship because like that's like the cute juxtaposition of like ah, oh, it's a yakuza man and his girlfriend. But in re- the reality of it is probably like the yakuza man is probably not a good partner. But like I don't know, they seem to really be in love. They have the same fetish. It's pretty cute. I love it. And then they go back to him later, and yeah, they pass the egg back and forth for a while. I'd definitely be down to do that if my partner was into it, right? If that was their thing. Right. But I was just thinking about like how um my like my I would have to the whole time fight the impulse to like swallow the egg. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I just feel like it'd be really hard to like make sure I don't just like bite into it and chew it. Up, you know what I mean? Because it's like oh, egg must eat egg. <laughs> I don't like rag, but the thought of it, it's swallowing or even having rag in my mouth is ugh, to me. I'm, I don't like love it or anything, but yeah. The only time I'll eat raw egg is if it's in a, a some sort of nog with, with bourbon. You ever put a raw egg in your um uh fucking Bloody Mary? Oh, I guess I do that, but that's yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I'm not I don't go out of my way to eat raw egg, but like I don't have a problem with it at all. Don't mind it one bit. And definitely passes back and forth with uh, my babe, my baby. Um, another cool thing I like when she has to pay thirty thousand yen to find out the secret recipe of the other ramen guy, and they peep through the um, peeping hole, and it's just like <laughs> it's very dirty. A bunch of green onions, some pork and beef bones. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, whole chicken. <laughs> YouTube.com, it's up there. They didn't have it back then. All they had was <laughs> "You're the man now, dog." <laughs> You have to look for the one with all the, the funny writing. Yeah. That one's that one's really from Japan. That's the Japan one. That's the Japan one. The Japan. <laughs> she goes to the internet. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now. <laughs> I'd love to see that scene. <laughs> um, there's also cool all the the gang of gourmet homeless men. They're pretty cute. That's an interesting concept. Uh, uh, made me think of uh, Tokyo Godfathers. Right. Uh, and then that's where the extended chaplain homage is, right? One of the homeless men takes the Good boy omelet. to go make an omelet, and it's now really basically a silent film. It's just a, they're trying to avoid a copper. The old tramp trying to avoid a copper. Was uh, in Clerks, um, I guess in the broader uh, colloquialism, 
slang terminology was snowballing, right? Those were their pests and the come back and forth. Oh yeah. That's what they're like snowballing the egg, right? Yeah. Oh shit. You know, also when um that dude is walking on the beach to uh, and the pearl divers are there and she offers him the oyster from her hands. Right. Shit, that's pretty erotic. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole point, buddy. I know. That was cool. That's the kind of shit I'm into, man. I don't know if you're familiar with the symbology of oysters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look vaginal. They taste great, just like vaginas. Wait a minute. <laughs> oysters don't taste great. You don't like oysters? Not really. Oh. I like anything that comes out of the ocean or the I rivers like or lakes. I like um, fish and, and shellfish, but oysters mm. are not one I'm a fan of. Oh. Do you like abalone? I like them, I like them cooked. I don't like raw oysters. Uh, well, yeah, I guess they're better if they're cooked and like seasoned, but um, I don't mind raw oysters at one bit. They definitely get out of a uh, woman's hand, no problem. And mix it with my blood and cum and all sorts of shit. Fucking weird now. Fucking story of the eye, my dude. <laughs> that was a bull testicle. I don't think it had oysters. And cum no, and she's Simone started off playing with eggs and stuff. You dweeb. You haven't even read the book. <laughs> we were talking about oysters. Um. You oh yeah, hand. but I, I was just equating the um, sexuality of food in general. Just like uh, I guess in Story of the Eye, it's seen as depravity, but that's mostly just because like the pre-strape scene. But or in general, I guess at the time it came out, it was seen as depravity just because it was an exploration of sexuality at all. But um, that's what I like to call the beautiful shit. And also, I mean, raping a priest—that's that's hardcore. Uh, but they also have to save an old man with a vacuum that's pretty cool right yeah i don't that unless his nose is stuffed up i don't think it works that way yeah but it's cute and then they're all yata which is like how you say yay in japan guess what no i'll lend you my chef yeah and then he helps them advance the uh career of tom popo make better ramen also he orders everything that lady told him not to order well, yeah, I mean, he's a fucking rich old man. He doesn't, and he's going to die soon. He doesn't need to listen to this broad. <laughs> That's right. Um, Tampopo is accused of being mousy. What do you think? I don't think so. I, I, I like, I don't know. I I was, can't. Isn't that kind of the point? Like, she's, we, we're supposed to see her the way Goro sees her, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because when they reveal her, after they make, give her a um, makeover, it's like, well, that's just her with different makeup on. <laughs> but I do like when she switches into 80s style and Tom Popo and they go out. Fucking some of the, the eight, Japanese and like Korean 80s hairstyles on women were like, I don't know, there's something cool about them in a retro way. And then the, the, just the style of the 80s too. Fun shit. They get rained on though, and it turns out Goro's a panty peeper. You see him peeping those panties? He, oh, I mean, he has no choice. They're there. He doesn't try to peep them. He puts his head underwater and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh no, the panties, evil panties, uh, evil panties. Yeah, because he's um concerned with sin still, like a fool, like a fool. I say, there's no such thing as sin. Peep all the panties you want. Uh, there's also a vignette with a peach criminal. She seems to have a like a compulsion to squeeze food. You know, like every if you walk by a bag of rice, you gotta slap that shit or a bag of beans. Yeah, well, of course. How else do you know? Yeah, that's like. So there's uh, other stuff too, like um, or on Amelie when she's talking about how she loves to uh, crack creme brulee. 
that shit. There's oh, some yeah. stuff like, no, yeah, I just want to crush it. But she's compulsive peach criminal. She's crushing the peaches, crushing the cheese. Yeah, I mean, she's like uh, what Mr. Whipple's always afraid of, but it's not Charmin. Mr. Whipple? You know, he's got to squeeze a Charmin. You know when it's Charmin, man? Mr. Whipple. You got to squeeze all the Charmin. Isn't well, the Mr. bear? Whipple's not around. Isn't the evil bear? It's, no, it's a man. Charmin? Don't they have a teddy bear? I think that's what I'm asking now, but Mr. Whipple, oh. you look it up. I thought you were old enough to remember this. Go away. Uh, I don't think so. That might have been. He was referenced in uh, the Weird Al song. Dare to be one? stupid. Oh, yeah, that is 1986. That's the year I was born. <laughs> but he was. He came back in like the 90s too. Yeah, I was probably too busy uh, shooting hoops, being cool, not watching uh, commercials. <laughs> Pretty sure we did the same shit, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, Tampopa's dreams come true. They open the coolest looking ramen shop, and they have the best ramen, and Goro leaves town. He just blows away like the wind, even though he's in love with Tampopo. Sad ending. But sometimes you don't do it all for the nookie. You do it because it's something yeah. to do. <laughs> but so I mean, you would want to like consummate it at least. You know what I mean? To like, like, to to express your feelings for each other at least. He could at the end be like, you know, I'm a truck driver. I got to get back on the road, but I'll be back next week. Uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that like fucking dramatic. Don't just disappear. You know? You know? And even yeah. if you are. If you are just going to hit the road, like you said, you should at least be like, I love you, Tom Popo. Let's at least kiss once. You know? You know what I mean? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. No. He's got a, he's a John Wayne figure. He just, you know, mm. he just, he did it. He doesn't need the love. He doesn't need the praise and the love for it. He did it because it's the right thing to do. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was Ken Watsonabi was jealous. He's like, come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> come on, come on, let's go! Hurry, hurry, hurry! Before she kisses on you, I'd be like, she can kiss on me. I don't even care. You can kiss on me all day. That's what I say. That's what I'm into. Being kissed on. Yeah, give me, give me a kiss. Bes, besitos. Uh, Roger Ebert gave the film four out of four stars, uh, commenting that like the French comedies of Jacques Tati, it's a bemused meditation on human nature in which one humorous situation flows into another offhandedly. As if life were a series of smiles. Ah, ah, ah! If only, if only. That's a nice way to think of it, though. But then, there's also validation of those smiles and the sad parts too. You know, that's why I subscribe to uh, what's uh, the the character's name in uh, Hoyt in uh, Training Day. You got your smiles and you cries, and then you get swindled by Denzel. Remember Training Day? Well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the plot of it. I basically just explained the plot of it. <laughs> you got na- naive white boy Hoyt. Uh, forget the actor's name. You know the one. And uh, mm, do I? I don't know his name. I don't think I know his name. Either. I don't think I know his name on a good day. Oh wait, I do. Shit. Yeah, normally I damn do. it. He's in uh, the Linklater movies and first. Reform yeah, you and, know you he's know. married to the one. Married to Uma. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, training day. He's really in the Lord of the Rings. Ethan Hawk. I actually it. remembered it before I looked it up. Anyways, yeah, Ethan Hawk. You get your smiles and you cry, but he's naive, doesn't know what it's like on the street, and he almost gets his shit pushed in. 
by um, PCP, the guy that always plays Mexican gangster. And then the um, Maori guy from New Zealand who also always plays a Mexican gangster. <laughs> <laughs> He's brown, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the same thing, I guess. Uh, same, same. Yeah, get it? <laughs> not, not quite white. You can grow a mustache. All right, perfect. Hal Hinson of the Washington Post wrote, the movie, which Tommy calls a noodle western, is a rambunctious mixture of the body and the sublime. Tampopo is perhaps the funniest movie about the connection between food and sex ever made. Do you think it was funny? I think it's more cute than funny. Like, I wasn't laughing out loud. I was just always like, ah, shucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's definitely not like laugh out loud. Um, I just like it, like, as um, Roger Ebert said, where, it, like, it is just kind of like, I really felt like I was like, chilling on the cloud, you know, just looking at food, people kissing and fighting, you know, stuff like, I like, um, humanity when it's very human but um presented really like positively and fun you know I'm just having a good time watching tom popo tom popo it's just this is what Damn life's all about life all about eating oysters out of pearl diving woman's hands that's, I'm like that's a very small part of the, the movie it's just yeah but it's like so visually erotic <laughs> It's just fucking this man. There's some good shit in this movie. Bunch of good shit. It was worth watching. Glad I watched it again. I'll probably watch it again. You're gonna, you're gonna watch. You're gonna eat uh, wild boar uh, intestine stuff with yam. Haggis? No, no. Haggis is not wild boar. <laughs> what is it? Just regular ass pigs? Uh, it's sheep. Oh, sheep. That's right. And it's a stomach. Oh, that's the condoms were made out of sheep intestines. Right, yeah, the stomachs, the stomachs for eating, all right? You stick your dick in the intestines. Oh, you couldn't use both? Like, what if you, you could use it as a condom and then afterwards have a snack? Oof. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. kind of story of the eye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, there you go, that's real shit. Uh, 2008, there's an American-Japanese movie called The Ramen Girl, in which a girl played by Brittany Murphy learns how to make ramen. Uh, it's got a bunch of references to Tom Popo, and there's even a cameo by Sutomu Yamazaki, who played Goro. So that's pretty cool. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, there was once, even in Tempe, Arizona, a ramen restaurant called Tampopo Ramen. There's probably hundreds of thousands of ramen restaurants called Tampopo in the world because of this film. Everyone's like, ah, I get it, Tampopo. Yeah, I get it. Don't overcharge me. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I'll pay extra for it. (laughs) And thus is the legacy of Tampopo. To charge extra people for, charge people extra for ramen. Hell yeah. Fucking, it's good. Like I said, it's a good hustle if you can get it. It doesn't like work in the Bay Area, probably, but like a lot of other places for sure. Like Nebraska. Let's open a ramen restaurant. There's no ramen restaurants around here. Let's do it. Oh yeah, we can show if you want a bowl of ramen. That's fucking twenty dollars, man. This is gourmet <laughs> shit. This costs us three fifty to make. Yeah, like, that. Why are you fucking? You're white though. Like, oh yeah, I trained in Japan or something. <laughs> <laughs> watch me cut some sashimi. I'm like, oh, you trained in Japan? Like, hell yeah, I watch fucking Tom Popo. Uh, Juro dreams of sushi. Seen all sorts I watch Iron Chef. No, not Iron Chef America. <laughs> I've seen all sorts of Japanese movies about cooking, all right? 
I would love to roam, open a ramen restaurant, uh, but uh, I legitimately don't know all the techniques and stuff. You don't have to. Like you can't. You just need to learn a, the, the basic and put like. Uh, I feel like it's pretty offensive to open a ramen restaurant and just be opening Mario Chan packets in the back and be like, "All right," and I threw a half boiled egg in. <laughs> and <then laughs> oh, fucking green I mean, I, on he, top. I know, I know the more than that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You got to make your own noodles. What do you make your noodles out of? Flour and, and, and water. <laughs> what if you get soba noodles and made out of buckwheat? Aren't they? Oh yeah, I believe that's true. I don't remember all the different. There's I don't know. I, and the red noodles are one thing I don't know how to make. So was really so saying. I can make my own broth anyways. and I can make uh, ramen eggs, but that's uh, and then that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, I think soba's different than ramen. I think I don't remember the different. I don't know, but they call it the special. That might be a translation problem because they call. Yeah, I wonder that too. Yeah, scallion soba, or is that they call it it's soba scallion? Wasn't it sesame soba? Because they put sesame oil in it or something like that. But yeah, I was like, I, don't th- I think soba is a specific type of noodle because they eat it on New Year's. Um, oh, also, it was uh, the Lunar New Year a couple weeks ago. I forgot to mention it. I also didn't know it was at the time. But then my friend texted me because she was at the Lantern Festival, like at the end of it. And I was like, what's this all about? She's like, oh, it's the Lunar New Year. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> It's the year of the ox. Oh, I don't know. I think you it's the year, year of the ox. Year of the ox, twenty twenty one. Yeah. What year? Year? I'm year of the tiger. I think you're the rat. Year of the rat. Oh, this year is going to be lucky. Also, perfect to focus on relationships, whether we are talking about friendships or love. Oh, hell yeah! This is gonna be a good year for me. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. What a bunch of nonsense. No, no, no. Uh, haven't you ever watched movies where they depict the Far East as being very mystical? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's been like the way the West has looked at the East for uh, like 3,000 years. Yeah. I believe, I mean, honestly, it is an interesting, distinct part of uh, different cultures of the East, right? But it, obviously, that's not all encompassing nature of those cultures, right? I mean, we were just. We just did a podcast talking about a movie about fucking eating ramen and banging and shit. You know, that's not all. Japan doesn't. China's got more offer than the Chinese zodiac. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> but it is fun. I mean, that shit is fun. Even like the Western shit is fun too. Um, like astrology. It, obviously, it's not real or anything, but it's like that shit's fun. I was a uh, 1986 fire tiger. Rah. Ooh, rah. That's why I'm so fiery and tigery. <laughs> Fire and tiger like. Mm-hmm. What was 1984? It was yeah, the year of the rat. Hell yeah. Wood rat. Ooh. You got the strong <laughs> leader. <laughs> oh, everybody knows that. <laughs> Let's see here. What are some of the thing, lucky things for people born in the year of the tiger? Lucky things. Uh, numbers one, three, and four. Uh, no, I believe it's seven for me, actually. So well, only. if you add three and four together, you get seven. So Oh, shit. Go. Oh, my God. Uh, lucky colors, blue, gray, and orange. I don't like to wear any of those colors. Oh, you now. <laughs> oh, I used to love orange. You're right. And it was very lucky for me. It made it so Um, uh, my first 10 years in school were very traumatizing. <laughs> I, was, I had a lot of anxiety problems. Thanks, orange. Uh, lucky flowers, yellow lily, and lucky directions, east, north, and south. 
Almost all the directions. Never go west. Oh, shit. Unlucky numbers. Six, seven, and eight. Oh, no. And unlucky colors brown. And unlucky directions southwest. That's where we live. We live in the southwest. Gotta get out of here. Just go north. Yeah, I'll live in uh, Nevada. Portland. (laughs) That's not exactly north. That's northwest. That's where everybody goes. I feel like you can go to the Portland and be like, hey, where were you born? Uh, the Barrier? Oh, me too. No, everyone in Portland is fucking from here in Arizona. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, the people from the Bay Area generally stay in it. Well, maybe not anymore. You can't afford to live in the Bay Area. Oh, man. I'm brave and confident because I'm a tiger. Oh, and stubborn. And tiger. Yeah, great confidence and stubborn. <laughs> mm. They're authoritative and never go back on what they have said. Nah, I think I'm pretty flexible about some stuff. <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> I'm just always right. <laughs> and I hate being challenged. Never oh, do it. <laughs> fire Tiger, optimistic and independent with poor self-control. Oh, uh, that, does, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I mean, one out of three. Uh, I'm optimistic. When? Uh, all the time. I just have like a skewed sort of a sense of optimism. It comes from absurdism. I believe in the beauty of humanity and life, but that just doesn't always make me happy. You know what I mean? You can be depressed and optimistic. <laughs> Not very independent, though. You have a lot of emotional dependency problems. Uh, best with a uh, dragon, horse, or a pig. So hit me up, anyone. You're the dragon, horse, or pig. Uh, worst with ox, another tiger, snake, or a monkey. <laughs> Damn monkeys. Uh, could be a good friend with a goat. Who wouldn't be, though? Yeah. Uh, best suited careers, uh, advertising agent, office manager, travel <laughs> oh. agent, actor, oh. writer, artist, pilot, flight attendant, musician, comedian, and chauffeur. <laughs> like, everybody wants to do most of those. I am an actor, writer, artist, musician, comedian. Comedian and chauffeur. I Sometimes I drive mom places, <laughs> but that's not really chauffeuring. Uh, the other shit. I don't advertise an agent. No office manager. Yeah, right. Travel agent. Who would even want to do that? I'd rather I, do that than office manager or whatever the first terrible thing was. Pilot would be all right. Being a flight attendant would be cool. You could be. Yeah, uh, I, fuck being a flight. You flight attendant. You're just a fucking waitress in the air. Yeah, but if I was a flight attendant, I could be from flying from so much bullshit town to town, banging dragons, horses, and pigs. <laughs> Literal dragons, horses, and pigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, how to build a relationship with tigers. Uh, you'll want to take note of this. For far distance, bring steak. Uh, social relationship. Tigers always have a dominant role. Due to mistrust and overconfidence, tigers do not like to communicate with others, so they're not good at coordinating in social circles. This so far is being true with you. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they're inclined to use commanding means to deal with interpersonal relationships. Even though they are acquainted with a lot of people, they do not further the relationships to make close friendships. Yeah. Understanding patience and tact are needed with di- dealing with tigers. In love or tiger relationships. <laughs> it feels like you're talking, they're talking about real tigers. Yeah, tigers cannot show deep affection to their partners because they lack a sense of romance. Partners need to be equally active to keep up the tiger's sense of adventure. That's not true. I'm like way too affectionate in relationships. Um, but that's, uh, I think that's actually just a product of um, socializing. Whereas a man, I'm not able to open up to really very many people. So if we're in like an intimate, emotional, physical relationship, open up only to you. <laughs> <laughs> Tigers enjoy good health. 
uh, uh, colds, coughs, and fever are rarely experienced by tigers. Tell that to like my entire <laughs> childhood. <laughs> <laughs> they like outdoor exercise. I actually don't like outdoor exercise that much. Everyone's always like, "You want to go a hike?" And maybe it's because it's oh, Arizona, it. though. It's but we're like, "Let's go on a hike!" And blah blah. blah. It's, no, it's fucking ugly out. <laughs> Rather fucking lift weights, hit the bag. Uh, famous tiger, Queen Elizabeth II. Awesome. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Not awesome. No, Leonardo DiCaprio and Lady Gaga. Ooh, uh, Lady, uh, Leo is also kind of uh, better than Tom, but. Mm. Holy shit, Lady Gaga and I are the same age? Yeah, you didn't know that. That makes sense, I guess. Lady Gaga? This is all older? Just like a little bit. Um, these all these people suck except for Lady Gaga. Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor, but I like don't think he's a cool person. Let's check out the rat. Let's learn about more about you. You're the rat. (laughs) You're a wood rat. Um, you represent the earthly branch Z in the midnight hours, eleven to one a.m. Oh, you're a yang instead of a yin. All right, rat's characteristics, personality: quick-witted, resourceful, and smart, but lack courage. Rich imaginations and sharp observations that can take advantage of various opportunities. Well, I mean, these are characteristics of rats, just like the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chinese culture rats represent working diligently and thriftiness. So, people born in a rat year are thought to be wealthy and prosperous. Ha! Ah. Ah. Ha! You are wood rat. Oh, Avril Lavigne. She's also wood rat. Gross. Uh, wood rat. She was a skater girl. I said see you later, girl. You are independent, self-confident, virtuous, and talented with a strong sense of teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's what Sean always says. <laughs> There's no me and team. Uh, men born in a rat year are very curious, so they try to they tend to try their hands at anything they can deal and they can deal with tasks skillfully. Due to a lack of courage as well as good command skills, they are not capable of being leaders. Opportunistic and picky as male rats are, they do not have broad minds but take a narrow view of things. Women born in rat year are pretty smart and lovely. (laughs) 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 They have quick minds and dexterous hands and are able to learn anything. (laughs) Again, they're describing rats. Yeah, but also it sucks if you're a male rat, apparently. (laughs) And then women rat, they're fucking, they're lovely. Everyone loves them. Uh, You can um, usually best compatible with ox, rabbit, dragon. Uh, that's it. Uh, you can be friends with the snake. <laughs> um, there's a there's a fucking child a kids book in here about a f- rat yeah. and snake friend. You're compatible, somewhat compatible or complementary to a monkey, dog, and a pig. I feel like dogs uh, get along with everybody, as dogs do. You cannot get along with horses or roosters. Who <laughs> roosters are gonna try to stomp me to death? And then goats are. Um, a perfect match, but most likely an enemy. <laughs> so, like, you see some of yourself in the goat, but you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, with an active nature, rats enjoy a flexible social circle. Different, they're interested in attending different kinds of social occasions. They like to make new friends, but they seldom further relationships with others. As long as there's a buffet. <laughs> Rats find it easy to start a new relationship with someone, but they also break off relationships easily. That you didn't do that at all. <laughs> How do you know? You only got you got one girlfriend became your wife. <laughs> Two girlfriends, one became your wife. 
Um, let's lucky things. Two and three are lucky numbers for you. Uh, blue, gold, and green. Mm-hmm, yep. Some good colors. Uh, lucky flowers are Lily, which is the name of your dog, and African Violet. What's going to be the name of my next dog? African Violet. African Violet. And your lucky directions are west, northwest, and southwest. Oh, you're thriving in the southwest. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. I feel like I should go somewhere else. Uh, let's also, see. it's a big, you know, the globe is a circle, so, you know, it's yeah, perspective. It's, yeah. Uh, well, Arizona is south and west of China. You think about that? Or maybe it's east and south of China. <laughs> huh. uh, here's some good jobs for you. You could be an administrator, a director, a manager, an entrepreneur, a broadcaster, a writer, a musician, stand-up comedian, politician, lawyer, <laughs> researcher, and a race car driver. <laughs> Who? Does it really say race car driver? Yep, that's the last one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, everything up to rider before rider sounds terrible, right? <laughs> List them again. Administrator, director, manager, Fuck. entrepreneur, no. broadcaster, writer, musician, stand-up comedian. That was an administrator, like at a school. You can be also an administrator at like a office or company when you administer things. The only thing He's I a paper admi- pusher, you know. Oh, uh, the only thing I administer is oral sex. Not me. I don't do oral sex. Straight yeah. missionary, just as God intended. With the lights off, because you're a wood rat. That's all the all that's VHS cult. <laughs> Zodiac talk. Uh, oh, that's VHS. What's the next movie? Tampopo is good. Uh next movie since um it'll be like St. Patrick's Day, it's gonna be the van. A certified dad classic. <laughs> the van? The van with Cole Meany. Alright, I'm done peeing. Did you uh uh tell anyone to go to the website or anything oh no i waited for you to come back was i supposed to do something oh, I don't why know. wouldn't you i would have just kept going <laughs> go to the website you fucking schmucks it's vhscult.com and then there's a k and a v in there instead of a c and a u a v l t uh rate and review tell your friends and family next episode is the van uh read be, the book we'll release it on saint patrick's day rather than maybe i'll read the book i don't know if i've ever read these books waiting until friday so it'll be a special St. Patrick's Day episode on Wednesday, March 17th. I don't know. I said the 16th. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So go to the website. We got two podcasts you can listen to. Sometimes we stream on Twitch. Just follow us on Twitch, and then you'll get an email when you're streaming. <laughs> That's the most convenient way to do it because we have no schedule. Um, in addition to that, please... Um, Tell everyone you know about this podcast, especially ex-girlfriends um, that are from what were the year that I need an ox and a pig and a dragon. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. Maybe you're confusing mine with yours. There's definitely an ox in there, right? Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, tell them a fire dragon. I mean, a fire you're, tiger. You're a fire tiger, Kyle. Get, get I'm a fire tiger. Just let them know that I'm a fire tiger. You need a, you need like an ice dragon, right? I'm the best. I'm the best. No, I don't think you need your polar opposite in a mate. Well, I mean, I know I don't think that's necessarily what it means either. But that you know, that, the, the you got you got like an element and you got like a dragon. So what do you think? Here's like a wood dragon, fire dragon. I'm, what yeah, are the options? Lightning it, dragon. It depends on the year. Well, no, it's well. Lightning's not one of them because that's not one of the elements. <laughs> it's like metal, fire, wood. I Arts. don't know. 
Heart Dragon. The important thing is to donate to our Patreon, Patreon, so I can probably oh, get my the man. Get, my things here. Get my tooth pulls. <laughs> VHS Cold.